what advice would you give me? You're, I think you're farther along in life than me, correct? Uh, that, that would be correct. I'm, uh, I've, I've got about 12 years on you. What advice would you give for me? Keep making mistakes. Keep, keep taking chances. Um, at every point in my career, I can say over the years, I always was, you know, personally, I was more risk adverse than I think I should have been. Um, and we're resilient, right? We're, we're naturally resilient as humans. And so I'd stick my neck out there more. I would uh, worry less about, hey, is, is this the absolute perfect thing for me to, to do right now? Or is this the right opportunity for me now? Just go, go give more things a shot. Go give more things a try. Um, and then I, I would say, too, keep feeling young. Right. It, there, there isn't, I, I feel like, again, as long as you love what you do here, you're going to keep growing, you're going to keep changing, you're going to keep doing new things. And so I, I would just say, you know, concentrate on learning, developing and growing and the right things will happen next. I agree. And in, in, as far as my research, talking to other people, you hit on a couple things that I, I've seen come up across successful people. And it's that they manage to maintain their curiosity deep into their career. And at the same time, they'll make decisions based off of relationships or interest and problem over a higher salary. And, you know, because you have success, of course, people make a six figures, great, you know, you achieve, you know, whatever success, but then there's the people who have the financial side and the joy and they may, and they're still really happy and they're still waking up and, and loving what they do. Of course there's difficult days. Uh, you know, it's, it's not always absolutely pretty, but for the most part, the 80% is like, they're really enjoying, you know, growing the people around them and, and what they're doing. And I, I've never had somebody come like talk to me on, on the show or off the show and telling me hop, hopping from paycheck to paycheck or, or hopping for a higher pay raise is, is how I got to where I want to be. I know a handful of people who who are depressed <laughs> that do that, and I, and I'm like, you know, I I feel for them. Yeah, same. I it, it is extraordinarily easy, especially over the last few years in technology, to just you, you get recruiter inbounds every single day. Every one of my engineers, you know, every one of my leaders. You know, myself, there's always an inbound saying you could do this and sure you could eke out 10% more, 20% more and, you know, not really advance your own cause, um, not really, you know, kind of go further down the path that is going to make you happy, is going to really make you become what you can. And so you know, I, I, I'm with you and thinking about, well, what's the strategic move for me or what's the thing that's actually going to bring me happiness in this industry or, you know, bring me to a place where I'll be proud of myself um, if I actually get this done. Uh, and so I think that's a really important lens to use when you look at your career and the choices that you make in your career. What is the big thing happening in e-commerce? I'm not an e-commerce nerd. I saw this episode and I always like to ask, like, you know, you've got you and you've got the Shopify's and your competitors and all of those things. What's the big thing you're all talking about right now? I, I think the, the biggest uh, point of discussion at the moment, especially when you're choosing a platform, is about composability in your platform or composable commerce. And so this is a, a fairly new trend where folks are saying, hey, my brand is different. Uh, my customers expect different things out of me. And so what, what they don't want 
is to just have a out-of-box, one-size-fits-all type of experience for their customers. They want to think about what are the components I can put together that will create the experience that best represents my brand. Uh, if you imagine the olden days, when uh, did you have the very first iPhone? And you remember there was no app store. There were just the, the set of Apple apps there that, uh, that made up the iPhone. And you couldn't do anything else with it. It was a great device. But the day that the app store came out, you could start saying, I want to use Gmail for email. I want to use, you know, not, not yet at the time, but something like Spotify for music. You could kind of put together everything on your phone in a way that made sense to you. And, and retailers are doing the same thing right now where they're saying, I need a different uh, customer experience uh, because I want, uh, want my customers to feel different when they're working with my brand. And so uh, we're just seeing folks want to kind of take components of uh, platforms like ours, components of other platforms, and then mesh them together in a cohesive way that really, really represents them well. At your size and scale, if you could share maybe, uh, if you can share the number of people in your org, like generally in your, in your technology org, and then who is around you? Like, obviously you don't have 40 direct reports, right? You have like a handful of direct reports and those in a business as it grows tend to be the people overseeing the things that are most important to the business. So I'm always kind of curious to see like who is around the CTO at your scale. Can you share some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, within uh, our organization, we've, we've organized into a couple discrete groups. So I've got, uh, of course, we have a head of product um, and uh, he leads both the UX side of the house and the product uh, management side of the house. And so you can imagine there's a scale team that sits in both those organizations, which sits side to side with any of our engineering teams around the world. We've got a head of software engineering. Um, software engineering, I'd call the engine of us getting things done on a roadmap and done in the product. Um, this is the largest portion of our organization, hundreds of engineers. Um, you know, Pre-pandemic was spread across four locations post-pandemic all over the world. Um, and each of these teams is responsible for an aspect of the product. Uh, you can imagine there's a team that spends all their time thinking about the shopping cart, or there's a team that's spending all their time thinking about payments or promotions and so on. So the, essentially his organization is, is broken down into uh, small teams that each take responsibility for some aspect of our platform. Um, there's, of course, an infrastructure team. Um, they're the ones who are making sure you know, we are reliable, scalable, uh, and operating well in all the locations we have data centers around the world. Uh, cybersecurity is another team, and they're really focused on uh, making sure we are staying ahead of the bad guys and uh, protecting our merchants, protecting our company. They're also doing things like uh, thinking about compliance with PCI and GDPR privacy regulations and so on. And lastly, we have somebody sitting in the seat of uh, platform strategy, and they're they're thinking broadly about remixing the platform. Uh, when we run into a new opportunity or we're, we're trying to think through a new problem, they think broadly across all these teams, and they say, "Hey, you know, could we be 
thinking about putting together big commerce and another company differently you know our our you know our strengths together could we be thinking about building differently so actually getting into the architecture and saying why don't we crack that open you know we it, it's constraining us right now and so we have one person who who kind of disruptively thinks about how should we be changing the way we're thinking about this platform and how how should we be thinking about you know especially where do we partner out in the industry to create an offering which is stronger than we can on our own.